Hello, Guardians. Today is Friday, December 16th, 2022. My name's Dan Finity, and welcome to Destiny Digest. I hope your week is going well, folks. Just wanted to share a thank you heading into the episode. There are now over 300 of you downloading this show across the various platforms every week, and that is humbling, and I am thankful for every single one of you. Thank you so much. Now, let's get into the news. Last Friday, December 9th, saw the introduction of the Spire of the Watcher dungeon to Destiny 2's Season of the Seraph. The activity features the Vex, which were the only enemy species without a dungeon in-game experience to date. The sole device of Vex, a radical group that normally doesn't extend too far away from the Black Garden, is on a mission to access an AI prison out in the Martian Barrens, and we are assigned to stop them. I went in on day one with past guests Revenant and Shield Maiden, and ended up beating it on Master after all the disconnection issues had subsided. The verticality was fun for the jumping puzzles, and I enjoyed the mechanic of shooting the nodes in order to extend power around the facility. I'm not a huge fan of cowboy hats. That's maybe that's just how I grew up, but I got the bow to drop on the first completion, so I can't complain too much. The weapons are all Tex Mechanica foundry based with perks that benefit shooting from the hip, kind of like the Jacobs guns from Borderlands. I really enjoyed that they are bringing more identity to weapons in the game with these traits and looking forward to seeing what comes from those in the future. Going back to the exotic bow, Hierarchy of Needs, it's fairly interesting you prime the pump for the guidance ring by killing enemies with precision hits and final blows. Once you hip fire it, it creates a portal for you to shoot through. When you do, the arrow turns into a little SIVA seeker projectile and attacks the target on the receiving end. It's kind of like a reverse Tikus, and while it's impressive, I can't see myself using it over Tikus in GM in-game content. Neat weapon, great aesthetics, it's freaking huge, but it seems like a fairly niche use case. Spire of the Watcher felt like one of the dicier activity releases in Destiny 2's history when it comes to keeping people connected in the game, with the eventual fix being to bring down the API in order to stabilize the system over the weekend. The teams at Bungie were able to act quickly to get some fixes in before the weekend, which is a benefit of firing these events off on Fridays. So hats off to them, even if that means that we were all inconvenienced by being unable to access our vaults through third-party apps like Destiny Item Manager. In other news, Senior Community Manager DMG04 will be stepping down from his position at Bungie effective December 30th. Dylan announced his departure early on Thursday in a Twitter post that started out saying, Hey all, let's get to it. Wanted to give the heads up that I'll be stepping down from community management on December 30th. At this time in my career, I'm thinking of embracing a new direction, Maybe I'll stick to the game industry and go for a different role in communications. Maybe I'll try my hand at game design, or maybe I'll do something entirely different and investigate commercial baking. Only time will tell, and I'm excited to see where things go. You can read the whole announcement through the link in the show notes. I've only ever met Dylan once at GCX 2018, when he and Cosmo were manning a booth for photo opportunities outside the Gambit Arena, and my friends Trav and Schaefer coaxed me into saying hi. I was hungover, not going to lie, and awkward because that's just how I am when I meet people that I look up to, but he was gracious in the moment. He's a very talented guy, and I can't wait to see where he goes and what he does next. It feels a little weird, like a chapter is being closed 
on one phase of the Destiny 2 community. I felt the same way when Deej left. Godspeed, Dylan, and hope all the best for you. This week at Bungie, Bruno Louvier rounds out the post this week. After some heavy features on donning, moments of triumph, and game to give, Assistant Game Director Robbie Stevens addressed a recent Reddit post. We wanted to take a moment to address the community's feedback around secrets in Destiny 2. But before we get started, if you take one thing away from this communication, let it be that the people working on Destiny 2 believe that secrets are an important part of this franchise, and we're dedicated to delivering secret experiences both small and large throughout the coming year. First and foremost... Let's address the Reddit AMA about the difficulty of encrypting content that brought this conversation to a head. Data mining and leaks are not unique problems for Destiny 2. Every live game deals with this issue because it's one of the most challenging engineering problems in games today. That said, our communication was misinterpreted to mean that we were no longer building secret experiences, which is false. We've delivered hidden and secret story beats and content this year, and will continue to do so next year. For some in the community, secrets have come to mean either a secret mission or a puzzle. It's understandable that the community is hungry for more of this content and is interpreting any hidden thing we do as a signpost of something bigger to come. Just understand that we'll never openly reveal a secret mission or puzzle before it goes live, and that although we're intentionally hiding things for you to discover in every release, Not every secret can be something as big as a mission or a puzzle. Looking back on the past year, The Witch Queen was a release containing a fair share of secrets. And the experiences on the throne world were directly influenced by the content like secret missions and dungeons. Additionally, as many of you have noticed, we've been layering teases and secrets about future content throughout our stories, lore entries, and world building leading up to Lightfall. However... We know that you want more. We know that we haven't released a secret mission that scratches the same itch as Presage, Zero Hour, or The Whisper this year. Those missions were some of the most challenging content for our teams to build, which is why we've only released, at most, one secret mission within a 12-month period. But as we've developed our plans leading to Lightfall and beyond, I want to reassure you that the community's feedback is heard loud and clear, and putting more secrets into Destiny 2 is an initiative our teams have been working on for months before this conversation recently came to a head. Some secrets will be small, some will be large, some will come next year, and some are right around the corner. But I promise you that we've got a talented group of people who love this type of content and to know what it means for the community to discover and experience it. That's pretty much it for the TWAB outside of just some roundup stuff. On a final note, I wanted to shout out three videos that helped shape my week in Destiny 2. Maybe I'll do this every week. Maybe I'll just do this on episodes where I don't have an interview. Firstly, My Name is Vive's series on the new dungeon helped me grasp what's going on in the story of the dungeon, and his series this week has been a banger. Be sure to check out his recent episodes about how Spire of the Watcher ties into Lightfall and our future adventures into Neptune, what Aramis was doing there prior with all those recordings. It's really awesome stuff. Secondly, Cross's video My Thoughts on Bungie's GDC panel brings much-needed context to screenshots that have been shared around the community pertaining to the over-delivery in Destiny 2. 
In the context of the presentation, these slides draw a much larger picture of where Bungie was several months ago in their design processes for seasons, what they saw as successes, and how they view their development pipelines. Like them or hate them, seasons are here to stay, even though we've had recent motions by game director Joe Blackburn assuring us that their flavors will be changing in the year of Lightfall. Finally, I highly, I probably most highly recommend out of all of these, the latest Firing Range podcast episode featuring Mercules and Chris Proctor from Bungie. And hats off to Fallout and all the crew for making sure that the episode was tight and well-informed. There's excellent insight from them about aerial effectiveness and their strategies for designing around Strand, as well as other weapon balances coming down the pike. Definitely worth your while to give it a listen. That's all for this week, folks. My name's Dan Finity. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and the TikTok at Danfinity, where the eyes are else. You can catch me three days a week on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Danfinity, helping guardians through pinnacle and in-game PvE activity. If you'd like to support the show, remember to rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. Anything you say helps us in the algorithm. And this show is also listener-supported, so if you'd like to pitch three bucks a month to keep the lights on, head on over to coffee.com forward slash Danfinity. That is ko-fi.com forward slash Danfinity. All the links are in the notes for the episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you find what you're grinding for. <laughs>